0: Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Hello you goddamn fantastic people and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Congratulations on finding the best podcast on the internet. Well done, you've made it. I am your host Sam and I am joined this week by one of my regulars, Liz. How are you going Liz?
1: Catchphrase. ha! <laughs> That's it. That's all I have.
0: That's all you got. Insert yeah. insert adjective. That's what <laughs> yeah. I insert about
1: adjective. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly how I feel about yeah. it.
1: Yes, so the I'm film... delighted to be here.
0: Ah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm delighted too. I'm delighted because I was very surprised to watch a delightful film. What's the name of the film? What are we doing this week, Liz?
1: We're talking about Free Guy.
0: That's correct. And uh, due to life reasons, there's only going to be two of us on this episode, just like the uh, Quiet Place episode. But I'm sure we're going to have fun, Liz. I'm sure there's going to be a blast, right?
1: Well, I'm on it, so people will love that. I don't know about you, but. (laughs) That's true. I know I've got fans. Yeah,
0: you do. Hi, fans. You do have a lot of fans. You do have a lot of fans. None of them she's paid for, which is quite surprising.
1: I know. I don't have any money, so Mm -hmm. it'd be impossible. True. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say thank you to you. You've actually taken
0: time out of your holiday to record a podcast with me. So if I can eat a dick, Machu, eat a dick, Kahu who are both on holiday as well, for not doing this, not supporting me, not helping me. But uh, you, you're clearly the MVP of Movie Reviews and 20Qs at the moment.
1: Well, thank you very much. Do they even have a microphone or audio interface that they could take with them on holiday?
0: No, I don't trust them with that shit, to be honest. so I could only, fair. I could only imagine what sort of shit would come out of them if they recorded their own podcasts.
1: Yeah, let's not think about that too long.
0: No, I think they get cancelled pretty quickly. But uh, let's move on to something that kind of got cancelled, got delayed at least. We're talking about Free Guy, the new 2021 comedy action film starring Ryan Reynolds as Guy, also starring Jodie Comer as Molotov Girl, aka Millie, uh, a whole bunch of YouTubers and Twitch streamers, uh, Joe Keery as Keys, and our very own Taika Waititi as Antoine. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I'm going to say at the moment about who stars in this film, because I might have an answer to a question later. Uh, But uh, if you're not planning on watching Free Guy, uh, one of us is going to hit you with a plot. Who's going to do it, Liz? Who's seen it the
1: most recently? I saw it on Thursday night. So did I. At 6pm. My movie started at 6pm. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) You lose.
0: Okay, so basically, for you guys about Ryan Reynolds, who plays a bank teller and he's a non playable character in a video game that's akin to Grand Theft Auto. And then one day, through a series of events, he gets a, a hold of these glasses that makes him realize that he is a non playable character and that there's this whole other world out there. And then he starts forming this artificial intelligence inside this game and no one can explain it. And anyway, Joni Comer inserts herself into his life she's the one that sort of spurs this all on and together they start to form a plot to discover how Antoine who's played by Taika Waititi has stolen her and Joe Carey's original idea and basically put it into this game and she wants to take down Antoine and in the meantime Guy just slowly adapts to the idea that he's maybe not a maybe there's more to him than you expect sort of thing is that the best way to describe it I'm trying to kind of
1: like no, I'm, I'm giving point. that a C plus, for, C plus. for for descriptions of movies. I'm going to give you I a C word a in a second. always do a much better job. <laughs> I have to say, you're right, though. This movie does feel like it's been postponed and then, you know, like I um, and then, like, I'm going to come out and then it wasn't and then it was kind of thing. Like, I've seen the trailer for this for, like, a good year or two now.
0: The funniest part about this is that it's a lapped another Ryan Reynolds film. Like, we, you're right. We saw trailers leading up until the pandemic and then the pandemic happened and then i was still going to the movies i was still watching repeats of old movies and shit and this trailer kept playing and playing and playing and now we've had the hitman's bodyguard's wife or the hitman's wife's bodyguard so we've pretty much gone full circle we've had another ryan reynolds starring vehicle before this one came out which is you know kind of weird but i mean fuck this is the times that we live in right
1: yeah absolutely i mean i'm glad it did finally come out um you know giving giving away my feelings about it early but Hey, it's always good to get a reason to go to the movies these days, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. In terms of the internet plot, the internet plot is when a bank teller discovers he's actually a background player in an open world video game, he decides to become the hero of his own story, one that he can rewrite himself in a world where there's no limits, he's determined to save the day his way before it's too late, and maybe find a little romance with the coder who conceived him.
1: Incorrect. Well, that's also not true. It's yeah. not true.
0: The coder that conceived him is Joe Carey, it's not, it's not Joni Comer.
1: Yeah, that was crap. And that actually kind of makes it sound like a whole pool thing, right? Like, he's not trying to bang his mom. Mm. You know, she didn't conceive him, so.
0: She didn't conceive him, but she was there at his conception. So was she holding the camera? I don't know. Was she
1: the dad? I don't know. It's all very strange.
0: It's all a little strange. Um, But before we get into that, we'll have a look at the reviews.
1: 63%
0: on Metacritic, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Pretty high scores.
1: Yeah, reasonable.
0: Not bad, not bad and uh yeah on on to our usual rant if you haven't heard this podcast before what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it usually start with 10 that can be applied to any film but because there's only two of us we're going to do 13 we're then going to move into three personal questions that we thought of while we were watching this film and then finish on a patreon question this week the one we always start with is the sandwich question which is either a compliment sandwich a shit sandwich or a hyperbole sandwich liz why don't you start us off why don't you let us know what type of sandwich you're going to give this film
1: I already sort of gave it away that I'm going to be giving it a compliment sandwich before. So, starting with my first good thing, I thought it had a really interesting and novel concept. Um, this sort of thing hasn't been done in any films I could think of. And admittedly, I haven't seen every film, as you regularly <laughs> like to tell me. Or many films. I couldn't think of anything exactly the same. <laughs> and it's kind of a cool idea to, to, you know, do something with the NPC characters. The only other one I could think of was maybe Wreck It Ralph. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And that's slightly different because it's not about engaging with the player characters is it? it's about like playing in the world I guess my bad thing would have been a great answer for the most controversial opinion because I feel like I'm going to get some hate for this but I could not buy Taika Waititi or any Kiwi really as the villain I just I, I just love him like he's just awesome so I was like oh you're all right Go on, you, I know you're acting like a dick, but you're cool. But also, the Kiwi accent just does not lend itself to villainry. I just can't take it seriously. Every time he spoke in a Kiwi accent, I was like, "Oh yeah, boy, <laughs> <Chir-chir."> <laughs> Like chur chur, sweet as eh. Like, it just, I just couldn't get there. So, um, I, I, I do yeah. what you're saying. It's hard to take us seriously, yeah, in either just, way. In
0: terms of villainry or like dramatic way, like we have yep. very
1: hard people to take seriously. Sam Neill's literally
0: are. the only one of us has made any fucking living out of it.
1: I'd say, like, um, what's the movie, The Piano? That was kind of serious, I guess. Yeah. But, but, yeah, no, I just, I just didn't work for me. And I was really sad because I was really excited that Taika Waititi was in this movie. But I just like him too much, so it was problematic. And then um, my good thing, the second good thing, was that I just think there were a lot of really funny moments in this where I laughed out loud and I was actually almost embarrassed with how loud I laughed and was, like, covering my mouth because whether it was, like, slapstick moments or one-liners, like, there's just some quality in this film.
0: I, I can dig what you're saying, and, like, I agree. There's a lot of times that I was hoping you'd cover your mouth, so, Yeah.
1: Sam, uh, inappropriate. Honestly, I need mean to stop you talking. Anyway, I hate you so
0: much. Um, so, would you like to know my score? Yes, uh, give us a score out of ten thousand rocket launches.
1: Um, I'm going to give this movie seven thousand three hundred and forty-two rocket launches. Shit, pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Enjoyed it. Pretty good. Yeah,
0: I'm with you, Liz. I'm also going to give it a compliment sandwich. I legitimately enjoyed Taika Waititi in this. As much as you say he's lovable and he's awesome, I still feel like there's something sinister boiling under that surface. I don't trust guys that are too nice. You know, like Keanu Reeves. Everyone loves him, thinks he's a nice guy. I still feel there's a little bit of arsehole in him no somewhere. No
1: way. And in from Verbal Diorama, um, I have your back on this one. Keanu Reeves is mwah. Yeah, goodness. I know
0: he is, but there's a part of me, maybe it's a cynical part of me that just looks at a guy who's like that and is like, you're too good to be true. You're too good <laughs> to be true. You're jealous.
1: <coughs> jealous no nah, it's Excuse not me. jealous it's all straight oh who said you were jealous i certainly didn't nah. <laughs> possibly just childhood
0: wow. issues of not being able to trust people in positions of authority you know all that sort of usual shit it's people oh, that, that you look up to really not positive. being able to trust them yeah
1: let's let's move on to your shit <laughs> shall we
0: oh the other good thing too as well was the other acting performances love jodie coma uh stacy's forever been banging on to me and you about watching mm-hmm. killing eve and we've both been like man whatever She was amazing. She was I liked her a
1: lot more in this movie than I did when I started watching Killing Eve or anything else I've seen her in. I really liked her in this movie.
0: Yep. Uh, The bad thing, it sags in the middle. I'll discuss it a bit more later, but it sags in the middle to the point that when I walked out of the cinema, I was like, I enjoyed the start, I enjoyed the end. I don't think I'm going to remember the whole movie that fondly. Well, like I am, I'm going to think of it fondly, but I don't think I'm going to remember the movie. Like it almost became instantly forgettable of like, that was cool. That was kind of cute.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I, c- I can't put my finger on it either. I think maybe there's a little bit of rep- repetition or something, but it just, yeah, yeah sag is probably a good word.
0: Yeah. And then final good thing, yeah, I've talked about the supporting cast. Oh uh, By the way, I forgot to mention Joe Kerry. I thought he was pretty good as well. I'm quite fond of him. He's a good dude. Um, yeah. This film lives or dies on Ryan Reynolds, right? He's an enigma. He's one of a kind. There's very few actors out there that are, like, sensationally handsome, but at the same time are very comedic and very charismatic and very, you know, like, you can you can see him as the sad sack loser, but at the same time, he, like, is hilarious, you know? Like, he's hilarious and confident and all that sort of shit. There's just so much to him that he's, like, he hasn't had the greatest career, but at the same time, he's often the best thing in the things he's in. That's the best way to describe it.
1: Oh, 100%. To be honest, I could only think of one other um, actor like that off the top of my head, and he was also in this movie, and that was um, Channing Tatum. Yeah. They can both just really play the absolute fool and make fun of themselves and have fun doing it and just not give a shit. Yes. And that is huge for like, both of their characters in this movie, but um, especially guys, of course.
0: Yep. Channing Tatum is up there. He, uh, he was one that I was never that sold on until I started watching the Jump Street movies. They were fucking like... They completely changed my opinion on him. That and uh, This Is The Ends came out of like a year oh after those. Oh
1: my God, that was so funny. <laughs> it was so good. I <laughs> his came out between cameo them. cameo in that.
0: And his cameo in that. I was like, yeah, oh, I'm sold. Lord. I'm on the Channing Tatum train. Yeah. So, As for a score, I'm going to give this 6,812. And I still feel like it could have gone either way. Like I don't feel that's really representative of how much enjoyment I had. You know what I mean? Like I still had an enjoyable time and I don't think that score would really Says, oh, my God, like, massive recommend. But at the same time, like, fucking enjoyed the hell out of it. Wasn't
1: Yeah, I think you'd, I would have thought you'd rate it higher. I know that no. you said it had a sag in the middle. But, I mean, that's only one thing. Mm. Anywho, right.
0: that moves us over to question number two. First of our Patreon questions comes courtesy of our man, Chris Yenny. What is this question there, Liz? All
1: right. Chris would like to know what song you would have inserted into this film and where.
0: Oh, this one is very easy for me to answer. Back in 2004, when Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was coming out, they used to run ads with Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. And it was just like a dude strolling around the streets, shooting down helicopters with rocket launchers and shit like that. And I like when Guy discovers that he can see like what the real world is. And if we just started like hearing Guns N' Roses, like just kicking in and just Welcome to the Jungle, that would have been epic. That would have been. A nice little. That would have been banging.
1: Yeah, it would 100%. have been banging,
0: kind of on the nose at the same time, a little bit of a nod to what's come before it. So, yeah, that would have been my one.
1: Yeah, the little Easter egg. I like it. Mine, there was one particular scene where I didn't actually like the choice of music, and again, could be a controversial opinion. But um, when they're in the stash house and he turns around and sees Millie fighting off the bad guys and it starts playing like, make your own kind of music. My, I just was like, mm, I can yeah. see what they're trying to do there, but I didn't feel that song. And I decided it would be better to go with Rebel Rebel by David Bowie. That's good. Yep. Yeah. I've wanted it to be more about her being like this amazing badass that he was like, holy shit, you're incredible. So I felt like that would have been a better song.
0: Would have worked too because they're both rebels. So there you go. Rebel Rebel. Yeah.
1: Exactly. They're rebelling against what was expected or whatever. So yeah. And it's David Bowie. Can't go wrong.
0: You love David Bowie. You seem to throw him on every fucking podcast we do. There's
1: just quality songs
0: there. Like, Should we retire him as an artist for you so that you can't answer? No. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Look at that I'll try and face. be more creative next time. Actually, I didn't even realize that was him. I thought of the song, and then when I'm, I was like, who sings that again? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, duh, David Bowie. So it's not my fault. He's just quality.
0: We can't limit ourselves, to be honest. Like Here in New Zealand, we've only had about, what, seven or eight different bands or artists like, played on the radio their entire Absolutely. lives?
1: Absolutely. We've got like five albums available to buy. Like, Exactly.
0: I might exactly. get a CD
1: player next week. I'm really excited. Holy shit. I only yeah, just got a tape deck
0: and you're getting CDs. I know.
1: But I mean, with the electricity uh, levels that we're allowed, you know, only allowed it from every second day from 6 to 8 p.m. I'm not sure how much I get to use it.
0: Where I live, we only get to play three songs before it all cuts out and the entire city goes black. So,
1: yeah. New Zealand's so small and hopeless it's and little sucks. and crap. <laughs> and we're not allowed gardens either. Google it New yeah. Zealand garden ban. 100% totally Absolutely. True. Yeah. Should we move on to the next question before anyone yes. suspects that we're not being honest?
0: Yeah, fucking fully. Uh, so this next question comes courtesy of Stacey, who listened to our second episode on Suicide Squad, which is still available to you guys, the original Suicide Squad. And she pointed out that this question was used and seems to have been forgotten in the annals of movie reviews and 20Q's history. And I was like, that's a very good point. We should bring this back. So the question is, la six Sense. What character from this film could have been dead the whole entire time and no one knew?
1: I'm going to go with Goldie, the goldfish.
0: (laughs) That's a great answer, to be honest. It's actually pretty clever. Yeah,
1: absolutely. He could have totally been a dead goldfish. What did goldfish look like when they're dead anyway?
0: Well, they just float upside down, don't they?
1: I suppose they do. But if there's a
0: tiny little invisible conveyor belt fishing line that he's, like, implanted through his throat and is just circling him around and around and around and around that fishing bowl, because he's swimming the same track every time that guy wakes up in the morning. Yeah. Boom. What did you choose? Millie. I went with Millie. How? Okay, so Millie could have been a projection of keys. The only time we see Millie interact with someone else at the end is when she interacts with Taika Waititi, and that could have been Keys. So Millie is very much a loner who's interacting into this game. If if somebody had told me that um, Taika Waititi, his character Antoine, had murdered Millie and then had Keys come and work from him, that would have been like a way more disturbing way to finish this film, right? But at the same it's time, fucked if, up. it is fucked up. But if mm. if Joe Carey's character Keys was mentally creating this, like, renegade who, similar to Ed Norton in um, Fight Club, he's got this other alter ego that's doing all this crazy fucked up shit. And he's but it was just the girl of, that
1: he loved instead it, of, like, making up a whole new person. Exactly.
0: Like, this guy he's creates creator. worlds. He creates computer worlds if he's mentally created a whole other character. There we go.
1: Sweet. Nice. Because mm. my other option was just going to be Buddy. Because I was like, does anyone actually talk to Buddy other than Guy?
0: Uh, dude does. Oh, dude.
1: Does he actually talk to him? I know he pulls He kicks the shit out of him, panic, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Well, maybe dude's dead too. What do you know? Shut up. Let's dude dude probably would be
0: declared dead if he fucking went into a hospital.
1: Don't you need, yeah, brain cells to be functioning to be alive?
0: Catchphrase.
1: Insert adjective here. <laughs> uh yeah. So we move on to question four, which yep. is a Patreon question from the lovely Nicholas Haskins. Uh he has a fabulous podcast called Nikolai's Kitchen in which he uh, talks about his brilliant cooking skills. Uh, and he would like to know what type of meal is this movie? This
0: is the same coffee that you get every day mixed with some bubblegum ice cream.
1: Nice. I like that. Like a coffee bubblegum ice cream spider.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Like it's dependable. It's enjoyable. Obviously as twice the movie because that's where they go.
1: Yeah, is it enjoyable? <laughs> well,
0: for some people Some people enjoy getting the same coffee every day so It's like part of their routine And that's kind of what this movie is It's like, kind of like, oh that was enjoyable And then you just move on and then you forget about it Until the next time it pops up on your radar So,
1: Oh that's pretty decent mm. I've decided on going with a bowl of Fruit Loops I was inspired by the cereal that he eats But I'm going with Fruit mm. Loops because They are sugary sweet and they're colourful They're also totally violent, at least to your insides With serious long-term damage
0: That's true. That's a good point. Mm -hmm.
1: Kids get all jacked up on them as well. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Shouldn't be giving them to kids.
0: No. No. Sweet. That moves me over to our next question. Also making a massive return. Sad not to... Well, Stacey was meant to be on this episode, but unfortunately she's ill. We're still using this one anyway. Her favourite question, how would we have incorporated Nicolas Cage into this film?
1: Well, my answer harks back to a previous answer. I couldn't buy Taika Titi as Antoine, mm. but imagine Nicolas Cage as Antoine. He could have played that douchebag so well. So, you would have absolutely despised him. He would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been actually fucking hilarious.
0: Listeners, I realise my default reaction to anything having Nicolas Cage in is that would have been fucking amazing. But I'm honest this time, that one would have been fucking amazing. He would yeah. have made a great bad guy in this.
1: Yeah, and just that he could absolutely play that like tech bro douche, like wanna be young kind of you know we wear, wearing all the same shit that Tycho Waititi was wearing because <laughs> that was horrifying. Yeah, would have been amazing.
0: Let's talk so about what, that for a second. Was he going for the homeless look? Like, yeah, I no, realise he said he just full, got back from. Trendy,
1: Bur- that's trendy. Yeah. Oh yeah, well I mean I based that knowledge off David Rose in Shit's Creek. Like he totally wore shit like that. I don't think we're very fashionable, so we really shouldn't be, like, judgment people for this. I know. Judges? Judges.
0: But, like, given that I often look like I got dressed in the dark every morning and just threw on whatever the fuck I could find, that's pretty much the sort of look he was going for, so...
1: Yeah, it was it certainly wasn't what I would wear, but, you know, you do you, baby boo. Um, Absolutely. So what incredibly shite answer do you have um, to this <laughs> question, Sam, that will not in any way measure up to mine?
0: Uh, well, l- the whole time they've been talking about Free City 2, about this new game, it's going to have new skins. Make Nicolas Cage the face of it. Make this... Brooding, mm. psychopathic idiot running around with rocket launchers, blowing up tanks, destroying things with fucking helicopters, whatever. Make him the face of your Free City 2.
1: There's got to be a movie that you could base it on. Like, I don't know. You could, like, maybe like Gone in 60 Seconds? Yeah. Like that one, but then give him some rocket launchers or something? No, nah,
0: Conair. I want Nicolas Cage out of Conair. Oh, f- you need yeah. the long hair. Need the, yeah, the long yeah, hair. Need that sort of ripped chiseled body, but he's not too bulky, he's more lean, you know, like you sort of need that just like psychopathic, again, homeless looking haircut, like he's, you know, hasn't seen a barber. He wasn't, he was
1: the most sane one on the fucking plane. Yeah, I know that's the craziest part about that (laughs) movie. But he does look pretty, pretty weird.
0: The most stoic and normal dude in the entire film is Nicholas
1: Cage. (laughs) Fucking weird. Amazing. Um, all right. Question six. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film?
0: I looked her up to see what her name was, and they've just named her Bombshell. So she's this blonde girl that's hanging off yeah. the arm of one of these like playable characters. So one of the people that's playing the game. I was like, mm-hmm. what happened to her? Because he gives her this talk, and she's sort of like, it looks like she's the AI in her head has actually started to compute and you know like go crazy like guys does. And she's like, I don't have to be somebody's side girl type thing. I can be whatever I
1: want. Didn't Keyes mention that she'd written a book and it was actually pretty good, like a feminist manifesto or something? Shit, I didn't. I must have skipped that part. I think that was it. He talked about there being a book. I think that she'd written something and it was supposed to be really, like, actually not bad. And I was like, what? The AI wrote yeah. a book that you've <laughs> read in the game? Like, I, I was like, yeah, okay. I think that was it. But yeah, that was. um, Yeah, I was like, I like that they turned her around on that, but it was kind of dumb that she was there in the first place like that but it was so typical like all of those sort of games have that yeah. character don't they my deep philosophical debate was would people prefer to watch NPCs in paradise like Keys and Millie had planned in their um, what was their name of their, their game like Forever Life or something?
0: Yeah something like that yeah,
1: yeah um, or would they actually prefer to see them in horrible situations like Surely, people would rather if there was like occasional like volcanoes exploding and like aliens coming down and trying to like rip their bodies apart and stuff, and they all were like desperately running away from them.
0: It's it's horrible situations, man. There's a reason yeah. why these games so uh, sell so well. There's a reason why Grand Theft Auto sells mil- millions and billions of copies. The same with Halo and like other first person shooters yep. and Doom and stuff. There's a reason why.
1: It's like Walking Dead, you know, like that's super popular. Like. All the apocalyptic fiction and stuff. That's what people want to see is human yeah. put in, humans put in horrible situations. Like Downton Abbey, everyone's kind of like, okay, that's nice. Okay, so that did pretty well. So maybe I'm talking shit. But I just do think, like, I just thought they were kind of onto it. But then I was like, mm, I think you need to throw in some total disaster zone the only situations thing, there. The only game I can
0: think of that's wildly successful, but is probably not that far. I've never played it. Animal Crossing. On Nintendo, I've seen. like oh, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's like people. Maybe have,
1: Farmville or yeah, Sim City. Yeah, it's uh, not so, like that. no, and um, The Sims.
0: But e- but even The Sims, you can like yeah. kill your sim, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, like drown them and stuff, right? Drown
0: like, them, like get your swim sim to go swimming and then take away the ladder and then leave the motherfucker in the pool so he drowns. It's just like
1: it's fucking. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know somebody did that the first night that that game came out. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, 100%. They were like, oh, my God, how can I do something utterly brutal to this character? Absolutely. All right. Cool.
0: Uh, Question number seven, which character from this film would fall for a pyramid scheme?
1: I think all of them because (laughs) they were all totally gullible, except for maybe Antoine. Like, um, obvious, because my original answer was like, Dude, uh, dude, but, um, you know, obviously Guy would, Buddy would, like all of the NPCs. But then it was like million Keys sold their game to Antoine.
0: Every single one of them. I was about to say the gamer playing as Channing Tatum, he probably would still fall for it.
1: Absolutely he would fall for it. He was a moron. Maybe his mum? Maybe his mum's the only one that would have (laughs) fallen for it. No, she let him live there (laughs) at like 22. She was like, oh, what did she say? It was fucking hilarious. He's like, oh, you've ruined my life or something. And she's like... You live in my base bin at 22. I think it's my life that's ruined or something. It was really funny. That's right. Can't remember, but I loved it.
0: That's right. Soon followed yeah. by stay away from my special sock. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. That was so gross. But I love that it was Channing Tatum. That was the best part. Like he just <laughs> takes the piss out of himself so Mom. well, and I love it. Yeah. Mom, don't touch it. It'll traumatize you forever.
0: <laughs> so good. I, I've got to admit, the, the two I had was like the coffee shop girl and buddy. And then guy.
1: Oh, yeah. And then I just was like. And then like, you're like, wait, they're all bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm listing suddenly all of them, you know. Oh, what about the coffee shop girl? She just does whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but this, are designed Definitely for
1: the guy with his arms up. Like that guy. Yes.
0: would. That's the yeah, winner. Like, the guy with his arms up, that felt awkward putting them down. <laughs> he,
1: <laughs> he, he's like, but what if someone comes and holds a gun on me?
0: Exactly. He, he's yeah. the dude. He's the winner.
1: Oh, funny. Um, all right. Question eight. What was the biggest Dick move of the movie. And I think we should make the call that it can't be anything Antoine did because that's too obvious.
0: Yeah, let's make that call. So if we're not going to go with Antoine, who's obviously the the main antagonist, Mouser. You know,
1: Keys' is oh mate. My I loved God. Yes.
0: I loved how one of them's called Mouser and the other one's called Keys. It's like Keys and Mouse, you know, like what you use. Okay,
1: to... I did not get that. But okay. there's something that you noticed that, yeah, I did not.
0: Yep. But, yeah, nice. like Mouser was just like – He had so many chances to be a good guy, and then he just waited till, the like, past the point of no return. He decided to be a good guy.
1: I literally have read it. Mauser not having his friends back at all. And, like, totally still buying into until right at the very end when he was like, so you did steal their game. And I was like, so you think Keys has just been lying this whole time? Like, what the fuck? Like, I just thought he was such a douche.
0: Um, I mean, like, if you say to me, okay, yeah, he's really pissed off at Keyes because Keyes called him a bunny when he's clearly a rabbit. I get that. That's fine. <laughs> that would piss me off too. But at the same time, man, like, you had a chance to be a hero and, like, it's way after. Like, Antoine makes a
1: deal with yeah. Millie, you know? Like, it's when the fuck were you going to finally grow some balls? Yeah, it was pissed shit. Because they were obviously good friends, so why yeah. didn't he trust him? Um, I did like the bit, though, when he was like, he, uh, when um, Keyes was like, oh, I'm going to do the cop with a duty mustache. And he's like, I'm going to do a pink one and it's going to be all over. And I was like, what? And then he came in as a bunny. And I was like, oh, legit. Good call. And it was a good um, <laughs> shout out to Fortnite, I think, as well as the um, mm. stupid Channing Tatum dancers. Oh, love the bit when he's watching the new, when he's looking at the, you know, the um, reveal of the, the beautiful game world, like the island but he's just doing the stupid dancing oh, yeah, like, yeah. In, in the clip. And I was like, that is actually exactly what this would be like if this was in Fortnite.
0: Hmm. Cool. Moves us over to another Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mate Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast, a podcast which compares two movies, one that's universally beloved and uh, she feels gets way more love than it deserves. She compares that to a film of a similar theme sometimes, tenuous links between them sometimes as well. And, uh, yeah, basically goes to bat as to why the second film is better. Her question this week is, what movie would you pair with this film to make a double feature?
1: This movie came to mind, you know, really early on in the film, and um, I just don't think there's any other better movie that I would do, and it is The Truman Show. Damn,
0: Liz. Damn, that might be an answer to a later question of mine.
1: Yeah, I wondered, because there were some really obvious uh, films where you could really link. Uh, you know, create these links between them. And The Truman Show just really stuck out for me. There were a couple of moments which were eerily similar.
0: I'm going to go with another film that involves Ryan Reynolds trying to escape. I'm going to go with the film Buried from 2010, a single location film in which Ryan Reynolds is a contractor in Iraq. And he's been buried inside a grave and he's got a mobile phone and that's about it. And he's trying to figure out a way out of this casket that he's been put in. Before he dies, before he expires, basically, and
1: it is such a good film. Like, yes, you'd think it'd be boring as shit because it's just one dude in a coffin, but it's so good, and he's he plays it so well. It yeah, that really stuck with me for a long time after I saw that film. Yeah. Excellent choice.
0: Similar to so many other like comedic actors, always having just that one film where it's like, holy shit, you actually have dramatic range as well. Oh this, god, yeah. This is his. This is this one film that you actually watch and you are like, oh my god, like, like first of all, yes, it's an hour and a half of Ryan Reynolds, which you know, for most people, like, in god, a box, in a box, yeah, and that's it.
1: You definitely have to have that one first in the double feature, yes, because then yeah. you could chill the fuck out afterwards with Free Guy.
0: Yeah, I, I I've discovered recently. As I get older, is if I watch a horror film before I go to sleep, I start having that horror film. Happen to me in my dreams. I don't know what yep. the fuck's going on, but it's just it's happening to me.
1: I've had that since I watched The Matrix when I was sixteen. So this is why I don't tend to watch horror films.
0: That explains I, that time you stayed with us and you sleepwalked and tried to unplug me from The Matrix. That was very violent and
1: I was trying to help you out, man, but if you don't want to take the right pill, then <laughs> what can I do?
0: She kept trying to shove pills down my throat while I was sleeping, listeners.
1: It was fucking disturbing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Just jacking me. trying to me. help you, man. <laughs> Stop trying to jack me, Liz. <laughs> okay, well, now we're moving on to the next question because, ew, uh, I don't even want to think about that. So, question 10. What was the most preposterously, I hate that word, Sam. I hate it. I love this. I hate you so much. It's always ten up it? so you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hate you. What was the most preposterously insane leap of logic in this film?
0: There's a couple, but I, the one I didn't like is one that we mentioned, which is that he just stormed down to the server room and started axing the fuck out of everything. And yeah. like, the game started crashing. I think that's bullshit. Like a game this big that has thousands of millions of players around the world would have multiple server banks in different locations. So that's mm-hmm. bullshit. But then that she just walked into the building and then walked down into the server room and that, you know, like they confronted each other, had an argument. Would have been way more disturbing if he just axed her in the face, which I thought was going to happen. I was
1: expecting that. Yeah. I was like, is he going to like just try and kill her? And then he didn't do that. I was like, oh, well, that's probably good. But still, like I thought that might happen.
0: It's probably good. And it was almost like a, um, I don't know, almost like subverted your expectations, given that he's created such a brutal and horrible game that you'd expect him to be that psychotic in real life. Yeah. yeah. So you sort of expect him to just ax her in the face. But yeah, there was, there was that sort of aspect of it that I was like, oh, this is a little leap too far. I could get that they had the part where all the security guards were standing around watching Little Railway <laughs> cool. character go, yeah, he's, buddy he's, a security, he's a legend, you know?
1: Like, he's <laughs> one there was of us. Quality. Yeah. That, that brought me joy. I like that. Uh, my ridiculous leap of logic, I'm using a different word, is similar to yours, actually, and it's around the security in the building. The fact that, A, that keys could first hide around the corner from everyone behind a pillar for ages doing everything, and they couldn't find him. I was like, ah, uh, no. And then that they let him just walk out with his own laptop? Yeah. Like, a place like that, like corporate espionage and stuff, They would, there's no way they would let him walk out with a laptop. And even if it was his, he obviously had work files on it, right? So they just yeah. wouldn't. There's just no way that he would have been able to do that. That was stupid.
0: Especially because he does shit in front of Antoine. Like on his laptop, he like fucking taps away and he's like, oh, look what I've done. (laughs) It's now streaming around the world. Antoine would have fucking picked that thing up out of his box and like rifled it across the room.
1: 100%. He would have been like, you can leave. You're not taking this. And he might have been like, well, that's mine. You can't take it. And he'd be like, cool, sue me. And yeah, there's just no way. Smash it on the ground.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Moves us over to question number 11. What two films got together, banged, and made this film?
1: Uh, There's a bit of a debate there. I was thinking The Truman Show. And if it had been like, if Grand Theft Auto was a movie, then I probably would have gone The Truman Show and Grand Theft Auto. But instead, what I've gone with is Groundhog Day and Sin City.
0: Interesting. That's a... Yeah. That's an interesting They're kind of
1: repeated a very average kind of life, repeating over and over at the same time as, like, full-on crime and, like,
0: you know. I've got to admit, I had Truman Show down. That was one of my first ones was, like, it's a guy trying to escape. You know, and everything around him in the world mm. is, you know, all that sort of shit. So, I'm is
1: he go- real? Is his life a lie? Like, yeah,
0: yeah. So, I'm going to go with something else different. I'm going to go with Falling Down, the 1993. <gasps> oh my
1: god, film. I love that film. We should really do that film. We should.
0: Car who really wants to do it? And oh, let's do it then. Which Michael Douglas basically loses his shit and goes on a full blown, escalatingly insane. I don't know yeah, rampage like across the city It builds
1: like, up from nothing to like being like this insane like murderous psychopath
0: exactly gets stuck in traffic gets fired from his job and then basically yeah. just loses his shit starts machine gunning things chased by police all that sort of shit just gets crazier and crazier and that's sort of similar to what this is and then the other one I've got is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World because Scott Pilgrim vs. the World yeah. is like it's not grounded in real life like it's a video game movie that's not based on a video game you know like extra lives and all that sort of shit but it's like I don't know how to describe it, but it's like they've got that video game world surrounding it, whereas at the same time, it's still very much set in the real world. And that's something I liked about this film, and maybe they did it because it would have been too expensive to digitize everything, but the fact that when we see Ryan Reynolds in his world, he's fully fledged, he's human, it's real life, whereas like when we see it out in the other world, we always see them like, you know, like, like the animated, they're like video game yeah, characters yeah. And like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: Which reminds me about my other most preposterously insane leap of logic, and I've got to throw it in here before I forget, was the fact that they start streaming him to the rest of the world and everyone's like, everyone around the fucking world tunes in to watch what this video game character's doing. Some little kid runs through a restaurant and then out the back
1: where he knows the TV is that will be playing it. I was like, the camera follows him. I'm like, what the
0: fuck is this?
1: So I mostly agree with you, except um, I remember when the royal wedding was happening, the first one, that, um, Will and Kate. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get the fuck out of London. I do not care about this. And we get 11 days holiday by taking three days off because it was two four-day weekends in a row. And I was like, fuck this, I'm, I'm leaving. So I went to Romania. And I um, on the day of the wedding, like I got on the train and I ended up in, I can't remember what it was called, place starting with S, but it was not like Spain. the biggest city in, by any means. No, you <laughs> fucked up. Like, it's not even anywhere near Romania. Shut up. No, it was a... It was a s- it was a town in the middle of Romania which had, like, a nice castle or whatever. So I got South out Africa. there and I <laughs> – Shut the fork up. Anyway. So I got out there and I went to this little shitty bar off the train station. It was just, like, a little Tony row, one little bar, and there was a little, like, old-school TV, like, really crappy old TV mm. that looked like it came out of the bloody 90s above the bar with, like – Four like miserable, grumpy-looking old dudes who look like they, you know, just come from a um, working in a lumber mill or something, and it was tuned to the royal wedding. I was like, I cannot get the fuck away from that even here. So actually, I am not completely debating that that might happen.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I, I don't. I can't imagine it for a video game though. Like royal weddings make sense. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. This guy capturing the hearts and lives of everyone around the world. I was like, ah, oh, really? Yeah. No. Nah. Okay, next question, also a Patreon question, comes courtesy of our man, Nerd Trovert. You're the man, bro. What's his question there, Liz? All
1: right, he would like to know when was the perfect moment for a bathroom break? When this movie turns into a romantic comedy.
0: <laughs> and what I'm talking about is the, the standard romantic comedy pitch, which is two people meet, they have a little meet-cute, things go weird, and then they have that moment where it doesn't look like they're going to be together and then there's a big grand gesture and they get back together and everything's sweet. Although in this film, that didn't happen. They kind of got back together, but not really. But then they kind of just ended. But anyway, the, the moment I would have had was when he gets his mind wiped. You know, I was like, uh, I don't buy this yeah. for a fucking second. It's similar to when they break up in a romantic comedy. I'm like, I don't buy this for a fucking second. They're, he's going to get his brain back. They're all going to sort this out, all that sort of shit. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. When, when that happened, I was like, oh, fuck. Here we go. I
1: didn't. I didn't like that bit because it indicated that just seeing her and talking to her didn't trigger like it did the previous time, and I thought that was crap. Um, I agree with you, though, romantic um, comedy moment, but I'm going with when they were on the swings and eating that ice cream. Oh, come on. I was on. like, I don't Aww. need this. Who cares? And like when he kissed her, like it was kind of funny, but I was like, you didn't need to see that. Like, eh. Yeah. Although I did really like how they – he's like this is the most emotional moment it's amazing and like whatever and then they cut to her and she's just sort of sitting awkwardly at her computer just being like (laughs) um yeah i thought that was great
0: also preposterously insane is her avatar looking so similar to her you know what i mean like Mm. she's trying to infiltrate this company and figure out what the fuck's going on yet she creates something that has a different hairstyle and that's it that's about
1: it well, that they had a skin that looked just like her as well. True, Although yeah. some of those games I'm quite amazed at how much you can adjust your face, like, like Bitmoji, where you can like mm. change like the distance of your eyes or like the length of your nose or whatever, and you can actually get it looking quite a bit like you.
0: Or Cyberpunk, where you can um, specify how long your pe- <laughs> penis is. I'm not joking. Really? There's a new game out oh, where you can specify how, how long your penis is.
1: That's delightful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we move on?
0: We can totally move on, Liz. Question number 13, what's something from this film that you noticed that you don't think other people might have immediately noticed?
1: I loved the cafe menu. Behind the barista, if you actually looked at the menu, it was like, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like, delicious hot coffee, hotter coffee, warm coffee, or whatever. It was basically just the same thing, but with slightly different superlatives. Yeah, very hot coffee. Extremely hot coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, I did notice that. I thought that was pretty cool. There's a couple of other ones too, like when we saw a Deadpool poster, and obviously Ryan Reynolds is not Deadpool. Deadpool. I didn't
1: see a Deadpool poster. That's amazing.
0: Behind the guy that was playing Channing Tatum, every time it cut back to him and he was like, mm. oh, Mom, he, was, he had a Deadpool poster behind him.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. It didn't have a crown of dicks, did it?
0: No. Uh, that's a shame. No. But w- there was also the space rocket that was in um Guy's like little hangar, and it had a Canadian flag on the side of it, which is funny because Ryan Reynolds is from Cana- oh, Canada. Oh, yeah, so, nice. Yeah, yeah. But then the the biggest one for me is, like, yes, we see Chris Evans playing himself, getting pissed off that that he's, like, imitating. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. He's imitating Captain America, does a Hulk punch. I thought that was really cool. They start putting all the Marvel characters in here, and you want to talk about Marvel characters and not acknowledge one of the biggest cameos in this film, Hugh Jackman.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't see Hugh Jackman in this film? I don't know if I did. Hugh Jackman
0: played the broker that sold her the, like, you need to go to this place and find all this sort of stuff. And and then he was like, oh, maybe we should meet up in the real life. And she was like, no, I'm not into you whatsoever. He was that guy who had, like, the full suit on.
1: Oh, I know the one you mean. but uh, Do you mean, like, he he was the voice? He was the voice and he was playing that character. Yeah, I cannot tell the voices. I'm always shit like that.
0: This is funny because Ryan Reynolds is forever giving him shit yeah, in his Apple films. they've
1: always got, like, a whole... Um, Bantery kind of argument thing going yeah. on, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a couple of voice actors in there, and I couldn't tell you who they were. Um, Krasinski? John Krasinski? yes. Yeah, who did he play?
0: Oh, uh, he was one of the players.
1: Oh, was he? And Tina Fey was also Tina Fey one of the voices of the
0: characters. Yeah, yeah. I Blake was really Lively, cool. I had no idea. Ryan Reynolds, his wife. She played she her was? character out of Gossip Girl when she was doing like the overkill on one of the characters when it showed you what an overkill was to get different points and all this other shit. Nope, they didn't transformed see that. into a Blake Lively gossip girl character. Even I knew that and I haven't even fucking seen gossip girl. Oh
1: my god, now I have to go back and watch that. That's amazing.
0: So many. So, so would have
1: preferred Blair Waldorf. She's way scarier.
0: Was it played by Blake Lively or was it played by No,
1: it was played by um <laughs> Wow, I really can't remember. Top
0: yeah, quality
1: nothing. podcasting. Fuck you, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Oh, Leighton Leighton Meester. Yeah, she was awesome. I liked her. She was such a bitch. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) I think we've got a little off the topic now. We have.
0: Uh, In
1: fact, it gets me to our question. Uh, Sorry, it gets us to my question. Top quality podcast. (laughs) I've had my second beer and I am losing the plot. So this takes us over to my questions. Yes. Uh, so for question 14, I would like to know if you were in Free City, what would your NPC character be like?
0: I would be some sort of sarcastic, self-deprecating arsehole on the corner of the street that you get bonus points for just mowing down in like horrible, horrible fashion. I have a self-awareness about me. I know I'd be standing on the corner like, hey, fuck it, and people would just run me over in whatever car they were driving.
1: I would make it a point to always hit you for the extra points well, too. I'd be thing. like, "Oh, there's yeah. that fucking douche with the bald head and the sarcastic line. I'm going to hit that guy." I know I don't have to answer my own question, but I decided I'd be in the cafe, I'd be watching Netflix on my laptop and drinking a hot chocolate. So they'd have to change the whole game for me. Like I would have wanted an English breakfast tea, but I feel like
0: Massively English insane game. Is the boat Let's out. just be the most boring vision of myself I can be. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Wait, knock it out of the park, Liz. <laughs>
1: Shut up and moving on um, to question 15. Is this movie the precursor to the Matrix?
0: Yes. And the reason why I say that is, uh, talking about Marvel movies, there's Marvel Age of Ultron and there's a meme going around, which is so true, in which Ultron went on the internet and took him all of six se- seconds to realise humanity is shit. And that's what will happen if the robots Dead. rise up and then they look at this game and they see the way we behave and the way we treat each other and the way we treat non-playable characters. Somebody could easily pitch to me that this is a prequel to The Matrix, and I'd go, yeah, it makes sense. I'm sure there's somebody out there right now writing a fan theory and linking shit up, you know?
1: To be honest, though, I actually see it more as the precursor to The Oasis from Ready Player One.
0: Yeah. Ready Player One was obviously one of the frontrunners for um, What Two Films banged to make this film. But it's still obvious. Way too obvious. Should have mentioned that. Yeah, 100%. Anyway.
1: Anyway. Number sixteen. Would the public reaction to the whole shit going down have been different if Guy wasn't good looking?
0: Uh, yeah, it would be. I mean, they've done psychological tests to see that we trust good-looking people more than we trust ugly people.
1: It was so funny how it just kept coming up that we're like, "Oh, he's so good-looking." I was like, "He's a fucking video game character. <laughs> it's irrelevant." But um, yeah, humans suck. Of course, it would matter.
0: Which raises another interesting point, which is that how people find characters that have been created out of some people's imagination as being sexually attractive. Like the first one that springs to mind is Jessica Rabbit out of Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: Well, they not even look like, uh, like at least Ryan Reynolds, like at least Guy looked like a human being. Looked like Like, Ryan Reynolds, yep. Yeah, I was like, okay, I can see that. Like Channing Tatum's character was kind of cute as a a video game character, but I'm not going to like wank over it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm comfortable enough in whatever sexuality I currently have at the moment. To say that, yes, both of those guys are incredibly good-looking men.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say that, yes, I have waked over Jessica <laughs> Rabbit. I was like, too much information. But wrong podcast, Was I saved that for my other one. <laughs> <laughs> Ew.
0: Yeah.
1: So that is my questions. What have you got for me?
0: Okay, so this film raises quite an interesting idea in which Millie's character, Molotov, basically has no idea that Guy is a non-playable character who's come to life. And then they sort of start chatting and blah, 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 blah. And then they start getting intimate in the game. Like she, he says, can I kiss you? And she's like, I, I didn't know you could do that. And then they start kissing and you can see it's clearly affected her. She has a sudden attraction to this guy, but she then gets told by keys. That's a non character who's come to life. I want to know from you, Liz, how would you feel if you just formed an emotional, deep connection with a character and you just discovered he was an AI and like, would you still be down for continuing it? Because she lets it go on for a little bit long and then just that.
1: Oh, yeah, look, to be honest, it seems really logical to me. He could be the perfect guy. Like, he, the whole point of AI is that they, like, learn from their mistakes and keep developing, right? That's more than a bunch of the dudes I've dated. Uh, and, you know, when I get sick of him, I can just log out. This is pretty much the ideal relationship. I see no problem with it whatsoever. Hello, Skynet.
0: <laughs> Hello, The Matrix. We have found your <laughs> breeding it. stock. It's right here.
1: Liz needs a husband, and this seems like the best way to go.
0: Hello, computers. Hello, my supreme internet overlords. I, for one, welcome my overlords. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is that from? The Simpsons. Yes, it is. But seriously, like, I'm basing this solely on the fact that I have no trust of men anymore. And so, therefore, why wouldn't I go for like a fake one? It yes. seems totally legit.
0: Hear me, overlords. I offer up Liz's tribute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, dear. Liz is soon going to be
0: married to a guy named Bob, battery-operated boyfriend.
1: Okay, there's a lot of times where I'm like, can we just move on in this podcast, and this is another one. We absolutely
0: can. Let's move this over to question number two. At the end there, we see Guy standing up in front of a whole bunch of non-playable characters, and he's got them to all come and listen to him down at the docks. Best place to convince somebody to do something is down at the docks, and he's convinced them to go on strike. Bizarre. It seems bizarre because it seems like all these other characters are very much set in their ways. You know, Buddy doesn't want to put on the glasses. They all seem like they know their place in this world, whereas Guy doesn't. How did Guy convince them to all come down there?
1: Keys had programmed them all to like bubblegum ice cream, so he just Ooh. invited them to come eat bubblegum ice cream.
0: Yep. No, I can see it. The bubblegum ice cream makes a lot of sense. Yep. Whatever the AI version of crack cocaine is, it's sprinkled on bubblegum ice cream, and these motherfucking NPCs want it. The, yeah, hundred percent to their programming. I like that. That's a good answer. Yep. My final question: What, as we see in this uh, world, very similar to Grand Theft Auto, you know, you can go around destroying things, you can do whatever the hell you like. It's an interesting, interesting world. But Liz, if you were transported into this, became a playable character, what is the most fucked up shit that you would do in this world?
1: I'm going to help Phyllis find her cats Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I bet no one does And poor Phyllis She just loves her cats And all she wants is to find her cats
0: Oh, Liz uh, This is the Stacey answer This is the most, like, are you serious?
1: (laughs) Are you fucking serious? I wouldn't want to, like, murder Like, you know, I don't know I don't, like, the stuff people do on The Sims and stuff I'm not very creative Oh, no, I think probably It might just be, like, when I'm playing Dungeons & Dragons God, I'm a loser uh, no yes. I'm not I'm, I'm totally weird and I love it um, I just sometimes I want to just walk up no. to people and punch them in the face for no reason like just literally like you pass a blah blah ca- uh, my character walks up and punches them in the face like for no reason so maybe that's what i do maybe I'd punch Phyllis in the face
0: You just yes. there we go now
1: just we're talking just to
0: see yeah just to see what happened I feel like we've just given Liz the gateway drug listeners and now from here <laughs> she's going to get worse and worse and worse
1: just going to be punching random people in the face that's absolutely. it
0: absolutely Because that's the thing, like, I I don't go around driving around the fucking footpaths of my street mowing down people and firebombing out the side of fucking helicopters and shit. I don't do that in real life, but as soon as I get into a Grand Theft Auto game or Red Dead Redemption or one of those other games where you just, you can do literally anything you want, it it comes to a point where like, hey, this would be fucking funny. You know what I mean? Because there's no repercussions. So you're like,
1: yeah, it's not living out of fantasy.
0: It's it's sort of weird. It's sort of weird because, you know, from the, the pearl clutching, generation that watches this type of shit and is just like what the fuck are you people doing you know what i mean it's bizarre but you just do it
1: i'm a very boring person clearly i I can't So i'm helping fellas find their fucking cats
0: i think it was fallout 4 which is like the fallout universe is set in a post-apocalyptic society where there's like super mutants and there's ghouls and freaks and there's like you you run around murdering people and looting their bodies and all that sort of stuff but i think the developers try to make it so that if you have high enough charisma and intelligence you can actually do it without killing anyone, and so I feel. Oh like, yeah, see
1: that would be me. I feel like I've made that game for you. I feel yeah, like... I do have really high charisma and intelligence. <laughs> fuck you and your face. I think we Don't should try move and on fuck on to the my face later. <laughs> <Don't> you... <laughs> I'd rather not. Thanks. Ew.
0: Let's move on. Let's move Bleh. on to the last question before we both Bleh. violently throw up all over our microphones. Final question comes from our man, Julio of the Contrarians podcast, a podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So they take a film that's universally beloved and they sort of argue why it's shit while giving a breakdown of it. Alternatively, they take a film that's pretty shit and they sort of argue why it's good while giving a breakdown on it. And then they do their real talk at the end where they offer their true opinions. There's a link down in the show notes. They're awesome. They're coming on to do The Village in roughly a month. So look out for that episode. It's going to be great. Julio's usual question is, what's your most controversial opinion about this film? But he has thrown a new one at us, which is, what would this film look like if the genders were reversed in this film? So basically, the lead was played by a female in this instance. I don't know who would cast, how the film would be different, all that sort of stuff. We can get creative on this. So we can actually do this as a collaborative question if you want, Liz. Let's see what you've got.
1: I decided that um, Guy would actually be called Gal, like Gal Gadot. Correct, yep. Yep, and it should be quite a naive, sweet girl, like, um, you know, who was the bank teller or whatever, and she'd think that Millie's character, which I'm calling Milhouse, which I think is fucking amazing, um, was like a super sexy badass, but actually he'd be like the guy that played Channing Tatum's character.
0: You're not going to go with Milton? Have you already forgotten Milton? Oh, my God, <laughs> <From> Milton.
1: <laughs> we had a whole conversation about him. Poor Milton. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, I'll allow Milton.
0: I like I like your story. Here's who I had as the um as the girl. I think Margot Robbie. I think like again recency bias. I feel like Margot Robbie has the comedic chops to play wide eyed and naive, but at the same time, yep. like quite funny and like
1: with the glasses and the like little staid outfit. But she'd have like the white blouse and a little blue tie, and yeah, she'd be like blue tie girl.
0: For for Millie, who we are now calling Milton, I feel like yes. you need an intense broody guy. Who you could totally tell has maybe like been rejected in the past or had shit go wrong for him, which is you know what sort of happened with this game. I, I thought Nicholas Holt.
1: Yeah, maybe. I think I'd go with Channing Tatum. Can we do that? He's nah, a real, he's, too, he's yeah. fine. Tom Hardy. Again, Chris this is all beefcakes. You need like a no, but like okay. So we're we talking about Millie, or are we talking about Molotov Girl?
0: Oh, both. So it's Millie. Okay, so I girl.
1: would have like Chris Hemsworth playing Molotov Girl.
0: And Liam Hemsworth playing a real world no version. Larry, nerdy Hemsworth. Looking d- Larry, Larry Hemsworth,
1: Hemsworth.
0: <laughs> Larry Hemsworth playing the real world nerdy no, version. Okay, who
1: would you get? Liam uh, Hemsworth little... was a
0: really good call, by the way, because he is nerdy, weird kind of. Well, not like ugly, but like kind of like you know.
1: Yeah, I reckon you'd get like a really buff Liam Hemsworth in, in the game, and yeah. then outside the game, he'd be way skinnier and he'd wear glasses.
0: As for the sad nerdy girl for Joe Kerry. Um, so Keys We can still call her Keys The only ones I was thinking of Were like Saoirse Ronan
1: Dakota yeah. Fanning
0: Yeah maybe um, What about Caitlin Dever Out of Booksmart She was also an okay. unbelievable She's kind of nerdy And kind of That sort of meek looking girl
1: Oh yeah okay Yeah that seems fine I'll allow <laughs> that it That seems
0: fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> What a caring. glowing
0: endorsement For our recasted <laughs> film That seems fine
1: <laughs> Stop caring <laughs> What do you want?
0: Uh, and then finally who are you going to recast Taika TT with?
1: Nicholas Cage. Oh wait, it's a woman.
0: You got to go with the female version of Nicholas Cage, Roseman Pike.
1: Yes. Oh, I'd buy her being villainous, clearly. Absolutely. You could do, you could do Melissa McCarthy.
0: Ah. Uh, I'd never watch a film with Melissa McCarthy in it ever again, I don't know.
1: Oh, I- love her. Why do you hate her?
0: Oh, I've just gone off her. I just, yeah, I'm sick of it. <gasps> oh, no,
1: I've got a better one, um, but I can't remember the name of the actress. Top
0: <laughs> quality podcast.
1: <laughs> but it's, um, she's the judge in The Good Place and like um the main- Oh, cat- Maya
0: <laughs> Rudolph.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. who I'd pick.
0: I feel like we need a Kiwi actress, though, if we're going to have a replace a Kiwi with a Kiwi.
1: Anna Packwin. Peck oh,
0: no, I was about to say, <laughs> name a Kiwi actress that's not oh, Anna Packwin.
1: Lucy Lawless, Antonia Preble.
0: Name, name that. one that anyone overseas will recognise, aside from Lucy of, Lawless. I mean, we will recognise. Can really
1: only think of dudes, because um, you could do like KJ Apa. Yeah. You could do um, Cliff Curtis. You could do Timmy O'Hara Morrison.
0: Stop listing off people you could do, Liz.
1: No, I w- <laughs> No, okay, I would actually do probably all three of those.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I was just about to say you could also do Zoe Bell.
0: Yeah, Zoe Bell. She's there cute. we go. Fuck it, let's leave it with Zoe Bell. People know who she is. Thanks, for Tarantino. And that takes us to the end. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you, Patreons, for supporting the show and keeping the lights on. And thank you to Liz. Thank you for, Liz, for taking time out from your holiday to talk about this film.
1: Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Definitely, <laughs> insert adjective Absolutely. Here. <laughs>
0: Absolute catchphrase all over this place.
1: <laughs> Excellent. No, it's been great. It was a good film to watch, and it's been fun to chat, even with you.
0: No, oh, thank you. Anywho, that's enough chat from us. Upcoming episodes, as mentioned previously, me and Liz are working on Machu to do an episode on Men in Black, do a bit of a throwback episode. That's probably going to be next, although it is Kahu's birthday. So Kahu gets a choice of what he'd like to do for his birthday. Kind of interested to see what's going to come out of it.
1: Falling down. Falling down. I reckon
0: it will be. I reckon it will be falling down. I don't. That'd think... be
1: cool. I'd do that.
0: Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at MovieReviewsIn, or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com, or alternatively find us on Facebook and Instagram at just movie reviews in 20 qs If you'd like to keep up to date with the show and just generic bullshit like that, that's uh, yeah, pretty much it. Anyway, that's thanks from me.
1: Thank you from me. Mwah.
0: Yuck.